Hey y'all, how are you doing today? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Um, so we're doing something a little different today, a little fun. I am currently in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, um, for a beach body trip that I earned through the business. Um, and Kelly's here with me. And we have had so many questions about 75 Hard and just, you know, just everything about it. I was like, how much fun would it be to do a podcast episode with her? She's been the one that's done both times with me. So we've gone through our entire 75 Hard journeys together while also kind of having different stories around it and stuff like that. So I was like, how fun would it be for us both to answer questions? have fun, talk about it, and all that. So I had you all write in tons of questions, really good questions, um, and we're going to just kind of jump on into it. And if y'all that don't know what 75 Hard is, so it is a challenge that was created by Andy Frisella, the um, like founder and, and person, uh, First Form. Um, he has a podcast called Real AF that goes over the entire challenge, but basically what it is in a nutshell, <clears throat> excuse me with my voice being gone, so this might be a little hard to listen to, but basically with the gist of it is you do two 45-minute workouts, so one of them has to be outside and the other one, whatever you want to do. Um, the workouts can be anything. It doesn't matter. Just two 45-minute workouts. You've got to drink a gallon of water, plain water, no lemons, no nothing in that water, plain H2O. You've got to follow a nutrition plan 100%, no cheats, no deviations, nothing um and you got to stick with that nutrition plan uh you've got to read 10 pages of a non-fictional book it can't be an audiobook or anything like that it has to be 10 pages of a non-fiction book that is meant to grow you in some aspect am i missing anything uh, a picture every day Okay, so you have to take a progress photo every single day. No uh, alcohol. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. Forgot that one. It's probably because I'm a little drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> no alcohol. I think that's it. Workouts, nutrition, no alcohol, selfie, no cheats. Yeah, I think that's everything. Okay, basically. And if you guys don't, if that you missed, GTS, Google that shit. It's fucking everywhere. <laughs> um, but basically, it's a hard-ass challenge. It's made for mental toughness. It's made to really develop the motherfucker that you are to help you level up to being that bitch. And I know that's what we're all here to be, mm -hmm. is that bitch. So that's basically what this challenge is about. Um, I did it last year. In January, she started it in February. It was mid-January. It was like two weeks after you. Okay, she started mid-January, and then we just did it again this January. So we went through 75 Hard, also has phases. We're not getting into all that shit, but we, we've done it all. So anyways, we've been there. We've done that. We can write the book on it, and we're about to tell you our experience. So I'm going to go ahead, and we're going to just get into the questions and then we'll see where this goes. So the first question y'all had, or do we want to just like talk about our story with 75 hard first? We can talk about it. A okay. Bit just talk it, about like, just a little, a little intro. Yeah. Go for it. Kels. The so, mic is yours friend. Okay. So, uh, last year, whenever it's a little bit about me, uh, I am a mom of a one little boy and uh, my husband last year when I started this challenge um, had been battling cancer for four years. Um, so then um, on the flip side, you know, this year when I did the challenge, he wasn't with us anymore. And so the difference in last year's challenge and this year's challenge for me were, I mean, I, I can't even get into how many differences there were and how different the whole experience was. Um, but you know, that was part of the reason that I took on the 75 Heart Challenge was that um, a lot of things in life felt very out of control and very, um, you know, just, just scary. And I needed some confidence in myself that I was going to be able to handle it all. And that's exactly what 75 Heart did for me both times in extremely different ways. Yeah. And for me, I was, you know, I'd battled postpartum depression for an entire year. I was really struggling just with being consistent in anything, but also my belief in myself. 
Um, and so that was kind of just what brought me to start it. And, you know, I did it the whole way through. So I forgot to mention that, like, if you miss a single thing, you've mm-hmm. got to start all the way back. Oh, yeah, that's cru- that's a that's crucial a part. That's a fucking crucial. That's a major part <laughs> we left out. So, like, I knew, like, I was like, I, w- I need to do this to prove to myself that I can do it. And so, you know, and I truly believe, like, everybody starts this at a different place. And I, I really feel like those that start it for the right reasons end up figuring it out and, and really like evolving from there. Um, and you just got to figure what that is. So anyways, that's a little bit about our stories. I mean, you guys know I'm a mom to two. I'm a wife. I, you know, own a business. Like it's busy, 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 busy. Um, and I think that's a big thing that a lot of people say is how do you manage it all and how do you fit it all in? So anyways, that's a little nutshell. We're going to go ahead and get into questions and you, we're just going to, we're just going to go from there. (laughs) So I'm going to ask the question. I'll let Cal answer it and then I'll answer it. So you guys can get both of our perspectives because where we have a lot of similarities in our journey, I truly believe we have a lot of differences. So hopefully one of our stories or one of them helps you with what you're struggling with, or maybe gives you that perspective that you need. Um, and I get like a lot of us feel like, well, our circumstances are so different and like, I know for me, especially, I'm like, well, I couldn't do it because she does this or she has this or this or that or the other. Like, let's not play the victim. Let's not try to put ourselves into this pity party. Let's not try to justify why we can't do it because of one little thing that we think somebody might have that they might not actually have. Like, let's actually step out of that and think, okay, how can I turn those excuses into solutions and those obstacles into just making it done? So anyways, That was my long rant for that. Um, The first question, how did you know you were ready? Because I don't want to start it and have to restart again because I failed partway through it. I feel like if I'm going to do it, I'm not half-assing it. It needs to be all ass or no ass. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was a little funny. I would agree with that. (laughs) Um, Just trying to decide how I know I'm really ready and up for the challenge, if that makes sense. I'm going to say that there is there's never a good time because I think if you try to lay out a good time, there's always going to be a holiday, a birthday party, a vacation, something, you know, come up that that makes it more challenging. But that is the entire point of it. It's supposed to be challenging and it's supposed to be something that, uh, you know, it's a mental toughness challenge. It's not meant to be you know, a cakewalk. So whenever, you know, we went to plenty of birthday parties and, and, you know, trips and things like that, that, you know, it is hard, but, um, there's never going to be a perfect time, just like in anything that you want to start. There's always going to be bumps in the roads and challenges and things you have to overcome. Um, but I think, you know, what you said in your question, you don't want to half asset, you want a whole asset is the, exactly the attitude to have because you don't want to get halfway through and have to start all over. Um, and I think there's a certain point that you get to where you're like, I am not going back now. It's, it's been too, too much has happened. We have to keep going. But I also think that if you do have to restart, there's plenty of people that have to restart and that doesn't make you any less or any more than anybody else. It also, honestly, you have to have that grit and that tenacity to say, you know what, I fucked up and I've got to restart. But to answer your question, like, how do you know you're ready? I don't truly believe anybody knows beyond a shadow of a doubt they're ready. Whenever I was going into 75 hard the first time, I had very little faith in myself that I was going to complete it. Like, I had never done anything for 100% for 75 days straight. Fuck, I hadn't done anything 100 hundred percent for like four fucking days in a row without taking a chicken nugget off my kid's plate or anything like that. So I honestly will tell you, I had zero faith in myself to do it. And if I looked at it in the grand scheme of things as 75 days, it would have overwhelmed me. I would have freaked out. Um, and the more we're thinking about getting ready, the less action we're actually putting into it. And I knew I was like, all right, I just got to start. I just got to start and take it one day at a time, one task at a time. And literally every single day that I checked off, I truly just made it like I felt like I was completing 75 hard that day. Like I just took it one day at a time and celebrated each day that I got through taking it 
right there, very narrow perspective versus looking at how far I have to come. I think that's one thing a lot of people do. They overwhelm themselves thinking about. It's kind of like when you're on a weight loss journey and you're like, I want to lose 100 pounds. And you're looking at that entire grand scheme of things and it seems like it's never going to happen. And it's overwhelming. Then we think, what the fuck's the point? And then we think of all these other little things. But if we like really like narrow our perspective into these like small little areas, we truly will be able to accomplish so much more because we're celebrating those little things along the way um so the answer you're not ever going to know you're ready or not you're probably especially if you've never done this before like the only way that you build faith in yourself and that you can do this is by doing it Mm -hmm. we only have belief in the things that we've already done so we just have to know in our ability and say you know what i'm going in this you know quitting is not an option it's either i succeed or i fail and i restart over but quitting is not an option if you go into it with that perspective i truly do believe it'll change like that whole mindset will change your life and i think also if you do fail a day and you admit that you fail and you start over i think that's just as honorable as as going all the way through and you know i, I mean on, you have to think like on yeah. this app whenever like I for, I've never failed it, but I have forgotten to log oh, that man. day. And he like has his arms crossed, fucking staring at you, and like a mean thing. saying, um, "Did you fail or did you complete?" And you know, some people we've done this with have failed, mm-hmm. and it says, "Congratulations, you're practicing integrity mm-hmm. and you're being honorable to yourself." Because y'all, I will tell you this: I've seen some people saying like, "Oh, I finished seventy five hard," and you can tell those that didn't fucking do it versus those that did because you truly will like your life will not be the same it just won't and so just kind of going into it with that perspective of you know what i'm not feeling ready i might not ever be ready but putting action in it is going to get me so much more further because just think even if you do 23 days and you have to restart that's 23 more days that's 23 days you prove to yourself you can do hard things versus sitting and the fucking time's going to pass regardless Like, that's the one thing that gets me my blood bowling. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's, you know, I'm on social media all the time. Everybody's cheering me on, and I'm like, brah. Like, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Yeah, you could. You've literally been watching me the entire time, watching me change my life. Mm -hmm. That's not going to fucking change yours. You just need to do the damn work, and that's the only thing. Like, wishing doesn't get us anywhere, but working does. So, just go for it. Like, just jump in head first. You're never truly going to know if you're ready or not because you haven't done anything like this. I mean, I was coming off of a very, 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 very heavy six months of postpartum depression. I was drinking every single night and you know i started taking baby steps before i did 75 hard to make this manageable so like for me baby steps like i was drinking a bottle of wine every single night and so i was like all right my baby step is i'm gonna cut out wine throughout the week and i was like all right so that's my baby step so in december i started cutting out wine throughout the week i started adding more veggies and i just kind of like layered on those habits from there because then when in january came around i was like all right i feel like i'm really ready like i feel like you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm be able to do the 75 hard, but I'm really ready to take my life into control. And this was just a tool I was able to do that with. Um, and I know with you, like you had a bunch of shit going on. So, I mean, tell oh, me yeah. about Well, and I also think, you know, like to go back to what you said, I think habit stacking before you start this challenge is going to be huge in your success because, you know, if you go from zero to 100, it's, it's going to be really hard to maintain that for 75 days if you you know go into it like she said and you add a little bit of time then when you start your 75 days it's not going to be such a shock to the system that you know you're totally overhauling your life and we talk about that a lot in in just like our fitness groups and things about that's why i created 30 strong right yeah yeah you can tell them about 30 strong (laughs) but, but um but yeah i think uh you know when we try to overhaul our lives all at once yeah, that's when we fail and that's when we feel like failures versus making these small changes and experiencing small wins, small wins, small win and building confidence and confidence and confidence. And then it, you kind of carry that into the challenge and it 
and it kind of pulls you through. And the only way you build that confidence is by doing shit you never thought you could, by proving mm-hmm. to yourself that you're a woman of your word and you've got integrity and that's the way you build that confidence. And the further you go, like she says, the more confidence you have and you're like, I'm really fucking doing this. Yeah. Like I promise you the first couple weeks, I didn't even believe I was doing this. Like that first, and then like some sometime midway through, you're like, wow, this is really fucking happening. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really fucking doing this. Yeah. So it's, it's really great. Also drink your water, hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. I'm so thirsty. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So 30 strong. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, like we were saying, you know, being able to habit stack and stuff like that. So whenever I finished 75 hard, I was like, I needed a lifestyle program or I wanted something for people to be able to do before they did 75 hard. And it's in my bio um, at Allie Griffith. You can like enter your email and get the challenge for free. Um, But that's a good way to start. And then jumping into 75 hard. But I truly believe that you need a base. Mm -hmm. Like you need some kind of base. If you're going from sitting on your ass, fucking elbows deep in a family size bag of Doritos, never drinking any water, never eating any vegetables, like Mm -hmm. haven't worked out in six years. Like this is going to seem impossible and you're probably going to fail because you're doing too much too soon. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I had a base of fitness, right? So whenever I was going through my postpartum depression, like I was eating like shit, drinking like shit, but at least I worked out every single day. So I had that base. Mm -hmm. And then in December, I really was working on my nutrition and alcohol. So I felt like, you know, I had a good foundation to be able to jump into something like 75 hard. And you, I mean, you had the fitness aspect and the nutrition also was. Yeah. Yeah. For gosh, almost I've worked out every day for almost two years now. Um, and through a beach body programs and different, you know, um, things like that. But so, so I went into it with already having that base. And so the workouts really weren't an issue other than like walking in the snow and ice and rain and all that. I mean, ideally it's not fun, but I will say when you walk in the snow and you walk in the rain, you feel like a total badass because you're doing something that a lot, a lot of people would never dream of doing. So that also is something that like, kind of makes you it just gives you like a little extra boost oh yeah when i'm like running in the rain and i'm looking around people like they're judging the fuck out of me and that the first time that's like scared the shit out of me especially whenever i was in my driveway it was pouring down rain and one of my neighbors stopped and asked me if i was like mentally stable Mm. asking me if i was having like a, a fucking mental breakdown or some shit and i'm like no, I'm, I'm just working out in the rain. And they rolled their eyes at me and that scared the shit out of me. And then by the second time I did it, I was fucking running in the park in the rain, like giving, I'm like, don't hate me because you hate me. Like I get like, this isn't for everybody, but also it's for me. But I, I mean, I don't have to deal with too much snow and ice no, like I you do. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's snowing back home right now, actually. But we had people doing this last time with us that lived in fucking like oh, Canada. Their and, eyelashes were frozen and like, yeah, it was bad. And I know that's something a lot of us stop. Well, the weather this, the weather's too hot in the summer. The weather's too, it's never going to be fucking perfect. It's 75 mm-hmm. days. There's going to be a lot of, a lot to overcome in that 75 days. Like during the spring, you're going to be rocking in the rain a lot. During the winter, it's going to be really fucking cold. During the summer, it's going to be really fucking hot. The weather always sucks. And when we think it's not going to suck, it's going to suck again. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Okay. That took a long time that to answer was, that yeah, one. We are, really we are talking and it's, it's 20 minutes. So <laughs> this, we're, we're, this is, the, okay. All right. All right. What advice do you wish you had before starting your 75 hard journey? I, I know. I feel like the advice I wish I had before starting the 75 hour journey was just veering, like taking it day by day. Like, I think that was a big thing is I saw everybody doing it and really like counting down the days and all these things. And I needed to know, just take it day by day. But also, so something for me is I am partnered with a fitness company. Um, and I, I mean, so I'm in the fitness world and I, every time I saw the 75 hard journey, I saw fit people doing it like really fit, like fucking chiseled, like those gym rats that like they, they snort protein fucking powder. Like they're like, they're snorting protein powder and I'm over here wanting to snort Doritos. Like we are not the same. And so I thought this challenge was truly just for those type of people, those fit people, those people that, you know, just didn't have the problems I had. And so I think the big advice is realizing that going all in is for everybody. 
Like it truly is for everybody, every body type, every whatever. Like we all deserve to have that confidence, that integrity, that, you know, self-esteem that that comes from going all in. And so knowing that a challenge like this truly is for everybody. It is so tailored like it can be tailored to you Mm -hmm. and you're like, cause you don't have to pick a specific workout. You don't have to do this. Like a lot of people are worried about rest days and, and injury. Well, active rest days, right? Walking, yoga, stuff like that. Um, and I just, I mean, I'm not trying to push this challenge on anybody, really just kind of sharing my perspective, but also realizing that you can take bits and pieces of this and put it into your life. Mm -hmm. But something about just doing a challenge of some sort truly does just help with kind of holding yourself to that accountability. Yeah. My advice would be to have a, have an idea of what your schedule is going to look like going into it. So for, for me, the first time I did it, um, you know, I sometimes had to walk laps around the hospital while my husband was, was admitted. Um, and you know, I had to make sure that I had a plan for nap time and lunch breaks cause I'm a full-time working mom. And so this time around was, was similar, except, you know, I didn't have a husband that I could just leave my son with and go do things. So I had to work a schedule around, you know, lots of driveway walks. There were a lot guys. I would walk laps around my driveway while he napped. Her I mean, driveway is not long. Also <laughs> y'all where there's a will, there's a way you can make it work. But you know, I think that a lot of us, you know, it's such a thing in our, in our world that, you know, we wear busy, like a badge of honor. And I think that that's something a lot of people think I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Well, guess what? You guys, we're all freaking busy. We all have stuff. We all have kids. We all have jobs. We all have uh, you know, softball practice and, and, you know, church and all these different things to go to, um, you know, you're no busier than anybody else that's doing this. Like, I want you to like get that out of your head right now, because if you think you're too busy, you're wrong because all of us have a, a super busy schedule, but, um, going into it, just have an idea of what your schedule is going to look like because time management is a huge part of this. And it really, truly it perfects your time management. I realized the first the first round I did this, I did so many like pitch black walks. Oh yeah. And then yeah. the second time I didn't do as many because I I, I managed my time better. Right. I think I only had to do one, maybe two night workouts. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. I really do. I mean, I feel like those are some really good starting advice. So mm-hmm. all right, next question. That one we that we did better we, timing we, on that we one. Wrapped, we reeled it in. Winner. Um, can you tell how it was in the big picture with kids, work, other chores and shit and trying to balance the whole package? Did you ever as a mom feel bad if you did a workout when the kids were awake <laughs> and and they would nope. have just want to play with you and top all of that? You have to do laundry, cook dinner, buy groceries, clean the house and all the fucking things there is with life. What takes time away from playing with the kids? Okay. through chemo and all that stuff. So she was all by herself. So I'll let you, her kind of go through that conversation. But for me, like we, I have a husband, you know, I have my husband and he is completely capable of taking care of his children. And so for me, really having that communication with him, like I'm taking this on for me, having the reason why I'm doing it, sharing that with him um, and saying, I'm going to need your help. So like with my second workout, if I I had to run. He took over kids. He would cook supper. Um, And then if I did a walk, I took the baby with me. And it was really a good bonding time for me and her in the stroller and just being able to talk and get that second workout in. But also, it is fucking good for our kids to see us taking care of ourselves. It is fucking good for them to see us taking care of ourselves and know that they can be self-efficient and play by themselves. And then they're going to want to develop those healthy habits. I can't tell you how many times I've worked out with Everly because she wakes up at the crack ass of fucking dawn with me because I do my workouts at 5 a.m. She's up with me sometimes with that. Like she'll get her little weights and lift her weights or she'll play by herself or she'll eat a snack or I will give her the fucking iPad and let her watch. We as moms have to realize that it's not them or me. It's them and me. Like us taking time for us is not selfish, it's selfless. It's us investing into them because when we have take care of ourselves, we have better energy, we have, you know, higher confidence, we walk with another pizzazz. So we give them, you know, they we give them the mom they deserve, right? We're not giving them what's left of us, we're giving them all of us. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what they deserve. They deserve all of us. And so taking that 30 minutes for ourselves, being a, able to say, you know what? In a day where I might give, do everything for everybody else, right? Like cooking, cleaning, laundry, all the things. I did something for me. And I know that I'm taking care of myself and I invested in me when the rest of the day I might not. And wake up earlier. Like I get up at five. Um, I know Kelly doesn't get up super early, but she made it work with her schedule. And so just getting, I get up earlier to make it happen. Um, but I think it's really just realizing that, you know what? The laundry can wait. The dishes can wait. Everything can wait. Because at the end of the day, if we don't take care of ourselves, Who's going to be there to take care of all that if, heaven forbid, something happens? I mean, I know last episode I, I told you guys a little bit about my mom. And, you know, I lost my mom at 18 years old. And, and my biggest thing was like, you know, if she did take care of herself and she didn't just give us what's left of her, she gave us all of her and, and really took care of herself and prioritized herself, would she still be here? You know, and I always have to ask me that question. And I never want my kids to have to ask that question. Mm-hmm. And so I make sure, like, you know what? The laundry can wait. The dishes can wait. It can fucking wait. But our health, taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. that shit can't wait. So take it out of your mind that you don't deserve to take care of yourself because you're a mom. You need to take care of yourself because you're a mom. Because the fire. <laughs> I need to be a hydrated bitch for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so if you guys have, if you ever have followed me on social media, you'll see that Logan. Give them, give them your handle. It's at. Mrs. MRS Kelly K E L L I E Lily L I L L Y. There we go. Um, but you'll see Logan work out with me pretty much every single day. Logan is my son, by the way. Um, but he he sits on top of me while I do push-ups or sit-ups or whatever, and he runs around and he lifts his weights and you know he plays in between and and it's fine. He's absolutely fine with it. And in the morning when we're getting our breakfast and all that, he says, "Mama, work out." He knows the schedule, you know. And um, I think that's really important that he sees sees me doing that um, and sees me taking care of myself. And um, quite frankly, you know, um, I'm a single parent now, and there's a lot on the line for me to be healthy and be around for him. So um, whew, I, was going, I was trying really hard not to cry, guys. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot at stake for me at this point in the game. So, um, you know, the drive and the, um, the ambition and dedication – uh, couldn't be stronger. But I think that's something a lot of single parents, they they say, you know, because I'm a single parent, I have all these responsibilities on me because like I said, you know, I have my husband to lean mm-hmm. on and share the workload. But when you're, I was raised by a single mom, like yeah. she did it all. She had to do it all. She had to play both roles. Mm-hmm. She had to, you know, of course, you're, you're strong as your, your support system. And, and I know Kelly's oh, very, mine, very fortunate that, yes. to have an amazing both, support system. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, y'all, you have to realize that I feel like when you're a single parent, it's even that much more mm-hmm. important to take care of yourself. Yeah. Because you're all those babies have. And I wish I could remember where I've heard this before, but like, you know, there's a, there's a hundred different ways of saying this, but I love the, the glass vase story where, you know, if you're, if you're the glass vase and you know, you're pouring all of this into you, um, you know, you know, you have all these cups around you, which represent... Paint us the picture. I'm going to paint the picture here. She's trying to land the plane, y'all. You have have all these cups around you. You're the vase in the middle. And you have all these cups around you that is work and kids and husband and... And so if you're the glass vase and you're trying to pour the water into the cups, you're going to tip over and you're going to break. And then, you know, what good is that? If you just stand tall and pour into yourself, the water's going to overflow into the cups around you. And I think that's like the perfect way of explaining how you go about, you know, prioritizing yourself and your health and your fitness and your mental health. So important. Oh my gosh, we haven't even really touched on that. That's like (laughs) huge. Um, But... Those things are so important for how you show up for everybody around you and how you show up in your life. Have y'all heard that knock? There's somebody at our door asking us if we want fucking water. Or or beer. They also have beer on their Oh, So you got the water instead of the beer? I did. (laughs) That doesn't seem like a smart idea. Um, Okay, so you did a glass face analogy. Mm -hmm. I like to use, because the southerner in me, we use a lot of paper plates. I like to use this idea. Have y'all ever had Thanksgiving supper, right? And your mom is like, fuck you, I'm not doing dishes. We're using the good Chinette, like, paper plates. (laughs) 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Or like sometimes those are out of stock because in the South we always use the paper plates and those are the first ones to go. So she gets the fucking like flimsy ass, like great value brand. And you're trying to put on, you know, your taters. You're trying to put on your your stuffing and your ham and your turkey. And this And the gravy on this fucking like great value styrofoam paper plate. That's like you, if you're not strong, like if you're not taking care of yourself and if you're, you know, feeling only at 20% of who you are, no energy, all that stuff right now, you're that great value paper plate and you're trying to put all this stuff on dishes and laundry and kids and husband duties and wife duties and, you know, work and all of these things. You're, it's not strong enough to hold that. So it just fucking flips over and then your Thanksgiving supper's on the ground. I know I've lost my Thanksgiving supper because of those great value plates one time. But if you're strong and you've taken care of yourself and, and you know, you really invest that into you, that's like, that's like a glass plate, right? That's like your, your fucking heavy duty plate. And you can, no matter how much puts on that, like you're strong enough to hold it. And so we have to make sure that that base, that foundation is rock fucking solid. Like, have you ever tried to build a house without a strong foundation? That's the first thing that you build. Um, so just making sure really that you know, you know that you are your biggest priority. Like I know a lot of people will disagree with me in this and I probably will get hate messages, but I truly believe that we always need to put ourselves first. Because if we don't put ourselves first and we don't take care of ourselves, we don't have anything to give to anybody else. And so knowing that, yeah, our kids are important and they're our priority, at the end of the day, we have to make sure we take care of us so we can take care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Okay, next question. Mm -hmm. Um, What was, how, oh, fuck, words are hard, (laughs) y'all. How was it different the first versus the second time you did 75 hard can you talk about like the differences oh gosh the differences were just crazy so the first time I did 75 hard um I was just struggling with making it to all of you know Matt had chemo appointments and dialysis and he had several surgeries and and long hospital stays and all these things and my my in-laws and my family are extremely helpful in you know taking turns taking him to appointments and things because I'm a full-time working mom so um you know getting getting started in 75 hard at that point was so much about you know, my mental health in a way of, of dealing with everything that was going on in my life and, um, finding a way to what, you know, what we just talked about, prioritize my health because for so long I had put it on the back burner in, in place of making sure that everything else was taken care of for him and for our family. And, um, there became a point when I just, I was breaking down and I couldn't handle it anymore. So, um, Whenever I went into this time, you know, this a year later, um, I started 75 Hard actually four days after my husband passed away. And um, I'm sure a lot of people thought I was absolutely insane, but I knew it was exactly what I needed at that point in my life because I didn't want to, you know, retreat into a deep, dark hole and have to dig myself out. And so, whereas before the journey was they, about... They didn't say you... They didn't think you were insane. They physically told you it. They did tell me <laughs> I was insane. That's very true. You know what shit you got for it? Yeah. But so, for, so for the first the first time I did 75 hard, I, I used the word dealing a lot. I was dealing with things. And then this time coming through it, it was all about healing. It was about... You know the start of, of healing wait, my heart wait, and you starting literally this new just journey. like overshadowed that it's not about dealing it's about healing it's about that de- was, yeah that was heavy it felt it felt i mean that's true though it was so it was such a different a different experience and there was so much um at stake in in well in both of them but in this this past time more so because it was just um you know a very very hard time dealing with grief um on top of of all of this and learning to be a single parent and you know working and all these different things and trying to find i hate this i hate when people say this to me but trying to find my new normal um was was hard and um but i think that had i not had the structure of 75 hard it would have been that much harder oh for sure and i mean for me so 
the first time I was at rock bottom, the first time I did this challenge, I was at rock bottom trying to prove to myself that I can do hard things, that I can, you know, be a woman of my word because I, like I told y'all, I had never been consistent with anything. I had never, you know, if I said I was going to do something, I usually ended up not doing it. So I didn't have much belief in myself. And so it was all about creating this, instilling this confidence in me, this belief in myself and really building myself up from rock bottom. And the second time was all about evolving. I was at the best place in my life, fitness wise, mental wise, nutritionally wise. Like I had healed so much with my relationship with food because I just really digged into the mindset pieces of things. And I was not trying to prove to myself that I can do this because I already knew I could do this. So the first time I went into it, not knowing if I'd be able to do it. The second time I went into it, knowing I was going to do this. Like it was not even like a question in me. I was going to do this. And it wasn't about, you know, building strength and, and all these things. I wasn't focused on, you know, the, the physical or anything the second time, like I was the first time, the second time was all about, you know, can I get faster in my runs? Can I, you know, be even more intentional about my nutrition? Can I, you know, drink even more water instead of a gallon? Can I do a gallon and a half? Like just really trying to keep pushing myself past where I think I could go because y'all, you know, it's, it's never the thing. It's the thing. I like to say that. And so like, we always think, oh, it's, it's this that I'm, you know, is going to be the hardest or this is going to be the hardest. And I truly believe it's not the nutrition. That's the hardest. It's not any of the tasks. It's the hardest. It's really developing that mental strength to know, like, I can do this. It's instilling that belief. The, the belief is the hardest part. And the more you do it, the more you get that belief. And so, I don't know. I feel like they were just night and day. The first time I cried like a fucking baby. <laughs> I, cried, I, I cried like a fucking baby day 75. I cried through the entire thing, if I'm being completely honest. I was really struggling mentally. I was a big emotional eater. And so I had to find a new outlet for that through 75 hard. And I got into you know my walks and I would like voice memo myself and I would literally use my walks as therapy and like talk myself through all of the shit that I was going through you know I had to deal with my mom's the anniversary and my mom's passing sober for the first time ever and I just remember crying and doing those walks and so they were everything got so therapeutic the first time yeah. and it was very like I just I can remember how heavy every emotion was the first time because it was the first it's like it's like having your fucking first you know baby go off to college and then if you have six kids the sixth one you're just more like okay you're going to college like it's like you know that the commercial the fucking loves mom versus the the pampers mom or the huggies mom first time moms choose huggies and then or the loves commercial when they're like oh smart kid whatever that analogy did that did not <laughs> land but you guys know what i'm talking about you can think or it's the moms that like give the kids to the, do you know which commercial I'm talking about? The moms that give the kids to like the mechanic and mm -hmm. then like the first time moms would like sanitize and all these yeah. things. Sorry. That, anyway, yeah. That, I know where you're going with it. We're, we're clearly lost here, but, but. I think it's an interesting point to like, to bring it back to what you're you Thank you for bringing it back because I forgot where I started. We're going to bring it back. <laughs> we're going to reel it in here. No, but I think it's an interesting point that we both did the same challenge and went into it with such different mindsets because you went into it wanting to level up. I went into it just not wanting to backtrack. Mm -hmm. And it's it's such an, because we both you know, are similar in that we work out every day. We follow a similar nutrition plan, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and all that. But yeah, I think we follow the same one. Yeah. <laughs> similar. similar. We the follow same. the exact same it's plan. It's the same nutrition plan. <laughs> but. But yeah, I just think, uh, I think it's just interesting that, you know, your perspective going into this can be so different and you can have such a different outcome and such a different, you know, experience in this. Yeah, I think that's a really good perspective. Okay, next question. Moving on, friends. What was the hardest part of 75 Hard for you? I think, gosh, I think the hardest part changes every single day. Like when people ask me that, it's like some days it's getting in the outdoor workout. Some days it's finishing the water. Some days it's like, God, I don't want to freaking read this book. Um, and, you know, there are some like intricate details in 75 hard. Like the workouts have to be three hours apart. 
And sometimes like that doesn't work for the schedule and that really is frustrating or, you know, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but, um, you know, like the, the book, you can't start, you can't just pick up any book and read 10 pages. You have to start the book and finish the book. Um, you know, and so things like that are like, ha, oh, but, um, yeah, I think it just changes every day. I can't really pinpoint what the hardest part is. See, I I look at it from a different perspective. I'm like, I feel like the challenge is very simple within itself. Like, we declare, like, we define what our heart is. And if we think something's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. And so, honestly, I truly believe it's just our mindset around it. Like, none of the tasks are hard within themselves like i don't think like it's not fucking hard to drink water you literally put the shit to your mouth and fucking drink it like if one other person bitches about drinking a gallon of water again i might lose my shit because guess what y'all we're fucking adults and we need water and we need to do these things if you don't want to do it tough shit drink water be a good human hydrated bitch is a happy bitch like just stop but also like reading not hard like we just we make this shit way more harder than what it is and so i think the hardest part is us like the hardest part of anything fitness journey nutrition journey business like wife duty anything the hardest part is the mentality of it the coming at it from the perspective of like you know what i got this like i can do this the more you fixate on it thinking something's hard the more that you're going to make it harder than what it is Mm -hmm. and the more that complicated you're going to make it and then the more you're going to just pause and fear and never do anything i think that's one thing i see a lot of people doing Mm -hmm. is they overcomplicate it and they're over analyzing it and they're overthinking it and i'm like just do a fucking outdoor workout just go on a walk oh is this walk a workout are you yes it's a workout Oh, yoga's a work. Yes, it's like just stop overcomplicating it and choose simplicity and really just have your mindset around like, you know what? I'm taking it day by day, second by second, and I'm really just going to work on strengthening that and not focusing on things being hard, but looking at solutions to make them easier. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, water, you struggle with your water, wake your fucking ass up in the morning and start drinking it earlier. You don't want to be peeing all night the alternative is waking up earlier the more that we look for solutions the less likely we're gonna let excuses hold us back right Mm -hmm. i say it all the time you can either look for solutions or you can look for excuses you can't do both like it's just not even possible Mm -hmm. um okay i think that helped next question what how did you decide on what workouts to do and nutrition to do well, we've been doing, well, you've been doing Beachbody for way longer than I have, but I've been doing Beachbody workouts um, and the nutrition plan for a couple of years now. So it was a no-brainer on that. Um, but I did pick, you know, a program that I enjoy that was challenging um, and that got me closer to the 45-minute workout mark. Um, but, you know, sometimes you have to tackle one workouts or, you know, ride your bike or whatever after to make up the 45 minutes. But... Um, yeah, I just kind of continued on what I already had a baseline of, like what we talked about before, um, habit stacking, you know, just continue on what you were doing. Yeah, I mean, for me, my biggest tip on picking your nutrition and your workouts to make sure it's sustainable long term. That's one thing that I see people do way too often because you do have to stick to a nutrition plan 100%. Don't pick something you're not going to fucking want to do forever. Like, And, And don't pick something that is brand new and really hard to figure out. Like something that you've you've have a good grasp one don't pick fucking keto don't pick (laughs) fucking low carb like don't do that shit to yourself pick a healthy lifestyle that you can maybe it's you know you pick portion control or macros or whatever the case may be but think of it big picture are you gonna if you do macros are you gonna want to weigh your food every single day for 75 days do you think you're gonna be able to do that if the answer is no that's probably not the nutrition plan you're gonna want to follow think about you know how how does your family eat and all these things am i going to be able to do keto and cut out carbs and do drink bacon fat like clearly i hate keto (laughs) and they're just like eating pounds of bacon and drinking bacon fat and i'm like what what are we doing yeah i'm I'm being dramatic they're not drinking bacon fat but but yeah just making sure you're picking something that is 
sustainable for you long term. I think that's the biggest thing is like when I'm off 75 hard, I'm eating the exact same nutrition as I am on it. I just have a couple treats here and there. Um, and then the same with nutri- with the workouts. Don't leave things up to, I'm going to just figure it out as I go. The, you have to have a solid plan. You have to know what you're doing. And like she says, our programs, you know, they they are cut and dry. You follow a calendar. You know what you're doing every single day. But if you're like, I'm just going to go on YouTube and find, like, that's going to leave way too much mm. up to question. And you're probably going to end up failing because you don't have a structure. Yep. Like, have that structure. If you're going to do YouTube workouts, cool. Create a calendar for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do the gym workouts, cool. Have a written out plan of what you're going to do every single day. Are you going to do group fitness? What time are you going to do those every single day? So you have, you know exactly what you're going into to um because it truly will make it the most manageable mm-hmm. for you um okay so next one i re- so i'm really wanting to lose weight and finally keep it off i've tried everything and i feel like i need something as extreme as 75 hard to finally lose weight and keep it off thoughts on doing 75 hard focusing on weight loss i'm about to get heated can but we, we're gonna let kelly can, go first well, no, well, you can go first but can we say it all together now 75 hard is not a weight weight loss loss challenge. It's for mental toughness. We have, I feel like I have said this so many times because so many people, and I get this, I get that people can't see the internal change. They can't see all the things going on in our hearts and in our minds and and how we feel. I mean, we can try to express it, but what they see is our body. And so they always want to ask how much weight we've lost, how many inches we lost, you know, all of, all of those questions. And you know, whereas we're so focused on, you know, the mental strength and, and honestly, the physical strength we build in this as well. But um, losing think, weight does not change your fucking life. Go Stop. For it. You go, girl. <laughs> like, I am so frustrated. Like, I get so frustrated with this because it's like we all think like, OK, so I need to lose the weight. That's what's going to change my life. And this is that. And this and that. y'all, that's not what's going to change your life. You're going to change your life focusing on health, focusing on your mental strength, focusing on all these things that are way deeper is what's going to change your life. There are way easier fucking ways to lose weight than doing something as extreme as 75 hard. Amen. There are so many easier ways to do something losing weight than 75 hard. If that's what you're going into it for, you're going to fucking fail. Like, I, I think that's just the easiest way. I feel like anytime you go into something with the sole purpose of wanting to lose weight and only focusing on losing weight, you're going to quit because guess what? Eventually, that scale is going to stop moving. Eventually, those inches are going to, like, slow down. Eventually, the scale is going to go up before it goes down. And it and it's a fucking roller coaster. And if you're only focused on that, guess what? You're going to be like, what's the fucking point? I'm not losing weight. I'm not doing this. I might as well give up. I'm making my life miserable. And you're going to be constantly on this roller coaster but if you're looking at different ways of measuring your success like I told y'all the first time I was really focusing on my outer appearance mm-hmm. watching it change I didn't give a fuck about the scale but just watching my outside change I took shit ton of pictures the second time I was really measuring success by like how fat how much faster I was getting in my runs and how much you know like strength I was feeling and how much weight I was lifting and stuff like that like I could give two shits about my outer appearance y'all I weigh like 213 pounds. Like, I am a bigger girl, and I am in the best shape of my life running laps around motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Like, stop thinking losing weight's going to be what changes your life. It's not. Weight is a literally just proof gravity exists. And so if you're going into this with the sole purpose to lose weight, you will quit. You will fail. Don't fucking do it. Just don't. But also, if you're going into anything with your only goal as weight loss, you're going to quit. And that's something I work a lot with my clients on is realizing, okay, so it's not the weight loss that you're going for. It's the emotions that you've tied to that weight. How many of us have said, you know, oh, I want to be as skinny as the first time I thought I was fat. That's proof that it's not the fucking weight that's the issue. It's your mind. It's how fucked up your head is. And I know I just said fuck like six times. But when I get heated, it comes out. Um, Drink your water. Drink your water. I know every time I say a cuss word, you got to drink your water. But no, seriously, like just focusing on that mental toughness, focusing on, you know, getting stronger, going further, but knowing that the weight will take care of itself. The more that you focus on changing your life, the more that you focus on other aspects, 
the weight's going to take care of itself. You're going to blink and you're going to hit your goal and you're not going to have that roller coaster. And because whether or not you're seeing a change on the scale or in inches or whatever, at the end of the day, you're doing healthy things for your body. You're moving your body. You're eating healthy foods. You're doing all the things that are good for your body. And that's something that, why, like, why would you want to stop that? It's just, it's just about keeping up the consistency that is going to make you have the progress that you want in any, in any aspect of it. Amen, sister. Amen. So just to sum this up... <laughs> to sum this up throw away the fucking scale if you are emotionally attached to it if you stand on that scale and that number makes you smile or makes you frown you're not ready for the scale if you are stepping on it and going to take a shit a massive dump or you're stepping on it then you take a massive dump to step on it again to see how much weight you lost you're not ready for it if you're stepping on it breakfast lunch and supper and you're pissed off because you gained five pounds in one day you're not ready for it Like, I will tell you guys, I went two years without weighing myself. Two years. Because I realized I was not strong enough to see that number. And to this day, I only weigh myself like once or twice a month. Because that number is irrelevant to my happiness. That number is irrelevant to my health. Y'all, I wear a freaking size 12 and I'm over 200 pounds. Like, that defies everything. And it's because I am strong. I am healthy. I take care of myself. And if I was waiting on that number to give me my worth, then I will never be happy. I always thought I had to be this number to be happy. And so I would do stuff extreme is like 75 hard with that focus of weight loss I would you know do all these insane things with the focus of weight loss and realizing that my body was just not meant to get to that number like I was always waiting to be happy when I got into wonderland oh yeah and that was like the big thing and I would never I'm like I'll be happy when I'll be happy when and Mm -hmm. the thing is when you get there what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. you're gonna fucking gain it all back because then you're gonna get lax and all that stuff so really just focusing on life change not weight change got it got it good boo Okay, drinking some water real quick. And what's the first thing that people do when they get home from vacation? Like, we've been on vacation for, uh, you know, we... I have been, I am sweating tequila. Yeah, we have been... You have been eating and drinking all the things. And what's the first thing? All the room do? service. All the room service, guys. It's been magical. Um, but but what's the first thing people do? They go home and they weigh themselves and they're all bummed out. And I'm like, you had a great freaking time on vacation. And like, just pick up, like, you know, get back to your workouts, whatever. But like, the number on the scale is so irrelevant. It's just, we can't even say it enough. Anyways. Okay. Next question. I thought I'd fill in the time while she was drinking. Um, okay. So... How do you navigate life those 75 days? Outings, travel, social gatherings, life in general. I joke that I had to pass up birthday cake like 10 times in this challenge because it was like literally everybody's birthday in January and February. But, um, and that's just it. I mean, I had a goal. I had a commitment that I made to myself and I was going to uphold that. And And whenever you go into anything with that mindset, it's like, you know, who gives a crap about cake or, or, you know, whatever. So, um, there was, there was honestly never a time that, that I went into, you know, any, any outing or traveling or anything where I had issues because, you know, you just prepare for it. You bring your, whatever food you need, you, you make sure you wake up early to get your workout in, or you plan to do it after the kids go to bed. You know, you just, you plan for whatever is coming. I think that it's, you know, that, that simple for me. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's all the mindset around it. If I go into this feeling like I'm going to feel deprived, and it also boils down to your nutrition plan that you pick. Like, if you're picking something insane, like you fucking, I don't know, eating soup for a year. Like, I don't know what those crazy diets are. But, like, if you're picking, like, I don't know, wasn't there, like, a cabbage soup diet or something? That was what it was going in my head. But, like, if you're picking, picking something that's not you know, lifestyle based, then you're going to make it a lot more harder on yourself. So making sure that you pick something that you truly can navigate through life, because guess what, y'all? This is, yes, 75 hours a challenge, but it's really trying to instill these habits in you for life. And so forever, we're going to have social outings and we're going to always have gatherings and stuff like that. And we just have to think, 
is this going to be worth it to me? Like for me, I was the biggest, hardest part for me was the alcohol, like not having alcohol because that was my identity for so long. Like I loved alcohol. I loved to drink. I loved to go to Mexican. Like I just love those things. And so I had to really reframe my mindset going into this. Like if I can't give up alcohol for 75 days, there might be a bigger issue at hand. Like there might be something that is bigger than I think it is. If it scares me this much to give up alcohol for 75 days because y'all we the the grand scheme of things we can still have fun and do this like I can't tell you how many like I went on bachelorette parties during this I went out I had so much fun it was a hoot and a holler Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day I felt so fucking accomplished knowing that I took care of myself. I showed up for me even throughout this. Going out to eat, I chose restaurants that I knew I loved and that had options for me, which always was steak. I fucking love steak. steak. But like just making sure that I'm going into this with the correct mindset. If you're going into this with a feeling of deprivation, then of course it's going to make life fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. And if you're going into this saying, I don't know if I can trust myself. I'm just not going to do it. You're making it harder on yourself. But also going and doing those things and being able to prove to yourself you can, I think it instills so much freaking confidence and and it for me it's like you said with alcohol was one of your hardest things for me food has always been one of my hardest things and so going into you know a party and knowing like guys there's there's going to be other opportunities to eat cake after this 75 days is over so like for, at the end of this challenge it really taught me that like I can take it or leave it. This isn't the last opportunity I'm ever going to have to eat wings or potato chips or birthday cake or whatever. And so, like, for instance, when we were here, we ordered um, um, Oreo cheesecake from room service the first day. And guys, it sat in the fridge for two days before I ate it because... Mine did it. Be, well, because because for the first time in my life, I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to eat all the things. I'll never get it again. Because I will. Like, it's, it's going to be okay. I can... I'll live without it. Like... And so that's been a huge shift in in mindset for me around food because it's something I've always struggled with. I've always had such an emotional connection to food, and I know a lot of people do. And um, just, you know, that finally that realization that, like, I'll I'll get it some other time, and I'll be fine. And I lived every single time that I had to miss out on whatever food because it didn't fit in with my plan. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it just – Like we said, y'all, it just, it boils down to your mindset around it. I think everything just boils down to your mindset, your mindset around anything and everything. Boils down. Boils. Boils down. That's kind of funny. (laughs) How I say things. Okay, I get it. Whatever. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, So don't skip out on them. Enjoy life. Enjoy them. But do it in a way that's going to make you proud. And y'all, I will tell you at the end of 75 days and the things that you've been able to accomplish and the way you're going to feel, you're going to realize all the shit that was not worth it. Mm-hmm. Cause you just are going to feel so fucking good. Because at and, the end of the, if it was worth it, like you would, I never wanted to wake up the next day and be like, crap, like why did I, like, why did I do that? It wasn't worth it for all the hard work I put in. Like if you, if you kind of like, Put your mindset in that whenever you have a hard decision. You're like, well, I wake up tomorrow and regret this. Well, I wake up regret- regretting that I failed 75 hard. Then you walk away from whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you guys, even if you're not wanting to do 75 hard, you can put any of these principles into your life. Really just kind of asking yourself during social gatherings these questions, which I could do a whole episode on that mm-hmm. because I could literally talk about this forever, but we're already at an hour. Okay, so next question. We got two more. We're, we're closing up, mm-hmm. friends. How did your how did your husband feel about you doing 75 hard or family or whatever? Um, I'm afraid mine is going to hate it because of all the restrictions. Well, I'll tell you, my, I mean, my husband was indifferent about it. He was proud of me for doing it. But my mother-in-law and I joke that she hates when I do it because she loves to cook and she loves to, you know, spoil spoil all of us. And, and whenever I have to turn down things for her, she's, she gets irritated. But, I mean, at the end of the day, she's super proud of me and she loves me and she's, she's supportive of all of it. Um, but, yeah, I'll let you talk more about So for me, I really sat down and had a conversation with my husband and, you know, he, he gets an 
aggravated sometimes with like certain places, like if he wants this or whatever. And I'm telling him, I'm like, you can have that. Like, I am okay with you having that, but I am choosing not to have that and really just having that transparent conversation with him. And so he'll stop at two places. Like he'll go get me something and then he'll get him something or, you know, I'll make little tweaks to my food and then not his food. But I think at the end of the day, asking ourselves, these are our partners. Like these are, these are the people that love us so much and, and are here for us. Like they, they, they should support us. They should support us in knowing that we're not trying to change their lifestyle. We're not trying to sign them up for this decision that we're making. They can still do whatever the fuck they want, but I'm not. And taking responsibility for that and saying, you know what, honey, I love you. This is what I'm choosing for me. Um, I know this will change our nutrition at home a little bit, but I'll make sure, you know, it doesn't change yours as much. Or, you know, I just hope that you can understand that I'm doing this for me. And I think a lot of them at the beginning find it hard because they don't have tr- like faith that we're going to actually like mm-hmm. stick with it. I know that was Chris for me. He was like, you're going to inconvenience me for like a week and then give up. Like he, he had that belief and you know, the first time it was difficult for him because he just didn't think like I was going to do it or he didn't really understand why I did it. So I really did hard, like worked hard on communicating why I'm doing it this way, why it's this way, what this is for, like really just talking him through it. Um, but then the second time, like he knew like, okay, so I'm going to eat this. Where do you want me to go get you? Okay, so we we have date night tonight. Where are we going to go? We would go to like Longhorns or Outback or whatever and choose options that we both enjoy, but they have the options for me. And so I think really communication is key. But also if they are like totally against it, like pitching a fit, that says more about them than you. And you have to then realize like at the end of the day, you're doing this for you and they don't have to always accept everything we do, but we can't let them hold us back. But we also have to ask, why would our husband, our biggest support system want to hold us back? And I think that's just a bigger conversation. And we have, and this is also not even related to 75 hard. We have this conversation with a lot of women in our fitness group because, you know, anytime that you start a major lifestyle change, uh, it kind of scares everybody around you and it, cause you're changing and you're, you're making um, both, you know, physical and mental changes. And, and that's, you know, hard for people to accept sometimes whenever they like you the way you are, they get, you know, they know who you are and suddenly you're, you're being different. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't, you can't stop your personal growth because somebody else is uncomfortable by it. That's just, it's just silly. I mean, if you're not, if you're not growing, then what are you doing? It's not our job to make everybody else feel comfortable. Mm -mm. That's not our responsibility. It's not our responsibility to put ourselves on the back burner and put everybody else like, no, we are not made to keep everybody comfortable because nothing changes in that comfort zone. Um, Final question. Y'all, we're wrapping this up. We're at right at an hour. So we're probably going to be like an hour and 15, hour and 20, but you know, fuck it. Fuck it. do you feel like 75 hard truly changes lives? This person is like a skeptic and she's like, I don't know. Everybody's saying it changes lives, but do you truly think it does? I think, why don't you answer this one? I know you have a good answer for this. <laughs> I don't think it changes lives. I think you change your life. I truly believe that at the end of the day, these are all tools, you know, every single thing all of these, you know, workouts or nutrition or this plan or that plan or 75 harder and, you know, diet bets or any of these challenges, they're all tools in your toolbox, but it takes you, the person to change your life. I like to use the, the analogy of like a plumber, right? So the plumber under the sink, it's not, he has tools, right? So if you have tools and your husband's trying to fix this, whatever, it might not work, but the tools are not the thing that changes the life. It's the person. The tool is not the thing that changes the sink. It's the plumber who uses the tools that changes and fixes the sink, if that makes sense. I don't know if that analogy made any sense, but that's the one I like to use because I can like visualize, you know, okay, so yeah, I have this wrench, but if I, if I don't pick the wrench up and use it, it's not going to fucking do anything. So it takes the person. And so really going into this, knowing like, it's just a tool in your toolbox. You are the one that's changing your life. Stop giving challenges and nutrition plans and social media and all these and other people this power and saying like, thank you for changing my life. Like that is my biggest pet peeve is when one of my clients says, Ali, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You've changed my life. No, bitch, you fucking changed your life. 
Don't give me that shit. It's not me. I might have hyped you up. I might have been your biggest cheerleader, but I didn't fucking change your life. You did. Because at the end of the day, you know, two people can start this journey at the same time with the same challenge and both of them won't complete complete it because one of them used the tool, the other one didn't. We started, you know, we did January. We had like, I don't know, fuck ton of women that did this with us. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, we both had, we all had the same tools. We all had the same workouts, nutrition. We all had the same, you know, challenge, but not everybody completed it because not everybody used the tools. Some people just did it, you know? And I think that's the thing is like anybody who starts this wanting it to change their lives, like you've got to know that you are the one. You can't give a challenge. You can't give any of this shit that power over you. You have to hold that power because when the challenge is gone, I see so many people backtrack because they're like, well, I don't have this now. I don't have a challenge. I don't have this. So I don't know how I'm going to keep changing my life. You're going to keep doing what the fuck you were doing. The changes come when you're consistent, when, you know, consistency. So whenever, if you end 75 hard and you go back to everything you did the 75 days ago, what was, what was the point? You know, I mean, you have to kind of continue forward in some manner with it or, or, you know, know then it was all you know but what was the point I guess is how I feel about it yeah I mean I just I I want us to realize how strong we are like we are so strong and and we are the ones that truly will uplift ourselves in and change our lives and we can look back and say you know what I did that mm-hmm. like I feel like when we give challenges or anything we take away that power like I want to look back in life and say you know what I did that I was the one that changed my life I utilized all these tools around me, mm-hmm. but I was the one who did the work. I was the one who showed up every single day. I was the one that kept fighting. I was the one that put in the work. I was the one that made the investments. I was the one, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not sacrifices we're making, it's investments we're making. And so I was the one that changed my mindset. Like I was the one that did all of this. It was me. It was me and it's always been me and then it's always will be me. Because at the end of the day, when all these challenges are gone and you know social media is gone and whatever the case may be, if we're constantly looking to outsource our motivation, outsource our inspiration, outsource our belief in ourselves, we're never going to be consistent or have anything because we're never gonna have that in-source. Mm-hmm. And so really just having that perspective, I think truly just transforms fucking lives. And how many times are you asked, I'm asked all the time, how do you stay dedicated What's your motivation? What motivates you and all this? And I'm like, bitch, me. I yeah. motivate me. Like, it's like that's I want to thank me. I, I want to thank, thank me. me for thank me for showing up. I want to thank me for being here today because that's the truth. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Y'all, well, I hope this episode brought you some kind of knowledge, joy, laughter. <laughs> I just hope it was something I... If you uh, um, are not following me, go follow me on Instagram at Allie Griffith. If you're not following Kelly, it's um, at Miss Kelly Lily. And it's in, it'll be in the show notes as well. Um, and please, 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 if you enjoyed this episode at all, please hit the five stars. Leave us a review. It truly does help this podcast grow. We are a new podcast. As you can tell, probably by the shitty recording system. <laughs> I'm working on it. We're going to figure it out. But we are a new podcast. So the only way it gets out there is if you guys share it. And if you found any any piece of knowledge from this or any quotes that you loved, share that to your Instagram stories. I love to reshare them. You can tag me. I love to thank you personally. Like I just, I truly do love you. And like we said earlier, it takes a village. It takes a village to grow a podcast. It takes a village to grow children. It's it's not an I thing. It's always a we thing. So we truly do appreciate you. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. And remember, in a world full of bitches, be that bitch. Whatever that bitch is to you. Bye, y'all.